nobody is unbreakable. Yeah. Doesn't matter how strong you are, how buff you are, how many times you go to the gym, how much vegan food you eat, like it's, <laughs> there's still a possibility of breaking down. So you guys capitalize on time. Time is always working against us. Welcome to NPS I Love You, a podcast powered by Catalyst. I'm your host, Ben Wynn, and this show is all about awesome people, ideas, and stories, all with a customer success twist. On NPS I Love You, I talk to everyone, from artists to scientists, CEOs to CSMs, and everyone in between, to give you powerful insights that will help you in your career and in life. Today I'm speaking with Edward Chu, the CEO of Catalyst, an industry-leading customer management platform designed to help organizations move customer success to the center. Previously, Edward built and led the customer success team at DigitalOcean, one of the fastest-growing cloud companies in the world with $100 million in revenue and over a million customers. Today we spoke about mental health, parenting, and Ed's personal experience with COVID-19 when his brother, Kevin, Catalyst's co-founder and COO, was hospitalized earlier this year. Okay, we're officially recording. All right. Sweet. So today, for the first episode, we will be talking about March and April of 2020, which were pretty Oof. interesting months for you. You raised Catalyst Series B, uh, which is amazing, while taking care of baby Dylan, your eight-month-old. I think she was eight months? Well, correction. Back in March and April, she was four months old. Don't She's be, don't be old. adding months. There's a difference between... <laughs> Eight month and four month is huge. Eight month is cute, like right. can say things, crawl around. Four months is just shit show, crying. It's 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 a mess. So yeah, back then it was she was four months old. I have a cat, so I completely understand. Nice. Um, <laughs> so she was four months old, and then Kevin, you know, COVID was going through New York. Kevin unfortunately got it and was hospitalized for for a while. Um, he was on a ventilator which was crazy to, to hear about. So you had all these things going on and you were still the CEO of Catalyst. So you still had to keep the lights on, run the show day to day and without your COO, co-founder, yeah. helping with all that. So my introduction to you was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, <laughs> this guy's doing a lot. So, I mean, what was that like for you? Like what comes to mind now when you think about it? Yeah, honestly, uh, 2020 has just been, I'm sure for everyone else, it's been the the worst year ever. <laughs> okay. But for me, it was definitely the worst year. I mean, what, one thing that was not, also not on that list is that, uh, you know, I've been a lifelong fan of, of Kobe Bryant, who is my right. idol and, and uh, mentor from afar and, and somebody who, who I just worship since I was young. And him passing away at the beginning of this year was just the series of things has been it's been an up and down and i don't want to say only bad things happen in 2020 like to your point we did raise a 25 million dollar series b in the midst of a pandemic i think every ceo would say that they would love to have some extra cash right now to deal with the uncertainty so <laughs> we're very very blessed to have that but yeah i mean between kobe passing raising funding kevin Mm -hmm. My brother, first and foremost, somebody who I love with all my heart mm -hmm. and co-founder and, and, and COO, my counterpart to the business, getting COVID and then the company continuing to operate. And we have a brand newborn baby uh, <laughs> in a small New York City apartment. I mean, where do you want to start? We can start. I can go through each of those one by one and, and how painful uh, each of those <laughs> were. I, I won't forget the the times when 
Kevin was was at the hospital, and, and I think you know he he wrote about this on LinkedIn, but I don't think he can tell the story because he wasn't awake; uh, he was on a ventilator. So, <laughs> from my perspective, it was stressful. I remember flying back to. Sorry, I just burped. Is that is that allowed <laughs> on a podcast? Yeah, we're we're keeping that, and we're not going to edit that out at all. Um, it's your fault. You picked Perrier for your drink. You know, I thought you were supposed to look sophisticated. So whatever you drink, <laughs> it's, it it resembles uh, what you're trying to feel, but. Yeah, I remember flying back to San Francisco in February to do customer meetings. And this is when I, when we went fundraising, you know, I had just spoken with Kev right before I said, hey, we're going to go back. We may have some customer meetings, definitely some investor conversations. And that was our Michael on our team, who you know very well. He was telling me, hey, don't go back to San Francisco. There's this thing called COVID. <laughs> it's serious. He's showing me the CDC map with all the red dots are and it's it's multiplying by the minute and I'm like, hey, it's, I gotta go back. We, you know, I'm meeting with investors, customers, like I'll wear a mask, don't worry about it. It's, this is fine. Come back, fundraising is, is getting close and then out of nowhere, you know, Kevin, you know, I don't wanna go into all, all the details, but you know, Kevin had to go to the hospital. He was very sick, very ill, and he's a young guy. Mm -hmm. Funny, it's it's actually his birthday today. Right. I publicly asked him how old he was at, at an all hands. He would not share, so I'm not going to share on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, he got very sick. And I remember they had to carry him out onto an, an ambulance. He had to go to urgent care. Oh, wow. And then get transferred to a hospital. And um, from that point on, I remember Kevin calling me and saying, hey, what should I do about being put on a ventilator? The doctors are recommending that I get put on a ventilator. I can't breathe very well. Wow. And you know, when you Google ventilators, it's uh, they tell you that the survival rate is low. So, yeah. but I still had to lie to them. Like I had to tell them, look, this is what you need to breathe. You're gonna make it. Wow. But it was a very vivid conversation. He's FaceTiming me from this basically jail cell in the hospital quarantine room asking me whether he should go on the ventilator. And I'm having to tell him like, yeah, you have to do what you're told and I will make sure you're okay. And wow. from that point on, it was, you know, daily calls to the hospital. I started to check in on his AVG PAO2, his FIO2 ventilator se settings. I, I know these things don't mean shit to you, but <laughs> they didn't mean anything to me. I, I was asking about pro-inflammatory markers yep. and anyone who's listening to this, you have doctor friends, like ask them about it. These are stats that they checked in every day with every COVID patient. And I started to memorize and, and know all these things and, and be able to regurgitate this back to the point where I, when I'm calling to get live updates on Kev, they would think that I'm a doctor. They're like, oh, like, <laughs> are, are you a doctor? I'm like, no, I just call every single day because I want to know if my brother's <laughs> fucking alive. Right. It was stressful because during this time, like baby's still screaming, she still needed to be fed. so. There was a point in time where I definitely was about to crack, like yeah. with the company going on also. I will give credit to to the leadership team. Like this is for anybody starting a company, like your leadership team and your counterparts are, are so critical. Mm -hmm. And Jess and Cliff just held down the fort for me during that time. And it was so great to know that I can be in both places, be checking in on Kevin, making sure he's okay and also operating business. So. Yeah, it was a painful, painful couple of months. Not to ruminate on some of the darker stuff, but was there ever a moment where you really did think that you were going to lose Kevin? Yeah, I mean, his his 
his birthday today is, is, is honestly a very special one to me because at one point in time, and, and I told Kevin this also, is like I, I looked at my wife, I was like, hey man, I, I don't think he's gonna make it. I'm trying to like sound tough and like hold back, but like I'm, I'm seconds away from being emotional and I just, I may dock your pay for, for asking these types <laughs> of emotional questions and putting me on the fair. spot. That's fair. But yeah, I definitely, uh, several nights I, I looked at Leslie, I was like, man, fuck, I'm, this is the last time I'm gonna talk with Kev ever again. Wow. And it was tough. That's like, horrifying. You know, to have to continue to, to push on in the company, continue to be a, a father, be a husband, mm-hmm. also a son. My mom at the right, she was in California. She was crying every day, wanting to come to yeah. to New York, and um, she was gonna break into the hospital. And I'm like telling her, Mom, you cannot enter the hospital. This is quarantine. Yeah, they wouldn't even let an army into the hospital because they have to keep it safe from the rest of the world. And she's like, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, every night, like, she doesn't know this, but since she'll probably listen to this, but there was a night where I lied to her. I was like, hey, Kev's doing great. Like, he's fine. And then hmm. after I hung up, I'm like bawling because it's like, I'm just making up lies to, to my own mom just to keep her from flying there. But, you know, anyone who becomes a parent, I'm sure you would do this for your cat. Like if they're sick, <laughs> you, you, you will do, you will move heaven and earth to get them to be in a safe spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the cat thing, absolutely. But you, what you mentioned is very recent for me. So my brother, he has, he has a pretty, pretty rare disease he's been dealing with for a long time. And he's starting some, some very heavy medication. And recently he told me his, his most recent blood test results because the first time in, in months, there was a slight uptick in some of the key markers we were looking for. But he specifically said, like, don't tell mom and dad yet. Like, I don't want to. It's just because it's been so hard. He doesn't want to get people's hopes up. He doesn't want to until there's a trend, until there's all that stuff. And, and it's such a, a hard spot to be in. I'm totally also going to get in trouble for revealing that on this. But yeah, I think it's an important thing. Everyone deals with stuff like that. And it's all comes from a place of of love and of looking out for for your friends and for your family. No one shouldn't have to know the words markers uh, unless it's what you're using to draw stuff. Yeah. Inflammatory markers from a health perspective. <laughs> only if you go to medical school should you know these terms and what the hell they mean. And, and sadly, yeah. for, for both of us, it means a little bit more. Definitely. To move kind of forward from there, I mean, a lot of there were these really dark days and, and really difficult moments. I mean, it must have sort of given you a new perspective on a lot of things. Do you find that it changed your way of thinking about things, about work, about life, anything like that? I prayed every single night for Kev's recovery and to see Kev, you know, to be able to give him a hug, mm-hmm. to be able to, first of all, see him come out of the ventilator is, is, a, is a miracle in itself. I mean, I don't, for those that are listening, just Google ventilator stats and they aren't optimistic. I mean, you're, you're basically under... And to be able to hug him, to be able to have him hold the baby is, is just such a remarkable thing. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, as, as CEO and, and, and founders of companies, like you're always on the go, 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 go. And a lot of times you forget about your family. But I think in this point in time, honestly, what I've learned is that you only get one shot at life. And uh, honestly, no matter how healthy you are, nobody is invincible. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one takeaway is mental health is, is so critical. I think every company should take it very seriously. I know our, our company is starting to think about how do we ensure we provide 
mandatory mental health days for folks, especially during this time. So Mm -hmm. my number one takeaway is I want to take better care of myself. I need to be here for my family. I need to be here for Catalyst. I think that's that's been the biggest takeaway for me is that nobody is unbreakable. Yeah. Doesn't matter how strong you are, how buff you are, how many times you go to the gym, how how much vegan food you eat, like it's <laughs> there's still a possibility of breaking down. So you guys capitalize on time. Yeah. Like time is is always working against us. Absolutely. I think that that's a great one. And I mean, and it is so amazing to see Kevin like fully recovered back in action at work. For me, it's like nothing happened. There was just like a lapse where I didn't talk to Kevin for like a long period of time. And now I'm talking to Kevin again. Like, and it's, he looks the same. He sounds the same. He's made this amazing, amazing recovery. And Catalyst has always been known for our transparency. I think that is one of our, our most core value is, is leadership is transparent. And I remember several times where I'm like, telling trying to give everybody an update at an all hands on how kev is doing because forget revenue forget what products we're gonna ship everybody's fucking wondering is kev okay yeah and i'm trying to give this update and and i remember just tearing up multiple times i couldn't even finish my update that's the type of culture that you need in this environment is a company also Mm -hmm. to be receptive backwards and being welcoming to emotions and and what's happening and I'm so thankful to have the team that we have and that they're able to see me cry, the CEO cry in front of everybody. I'm feeling very optimistic about the world, at least now, Yeah. even though we're still in, definitely deep in the pandemic. We are, and it's kind of like nowhere to go but up. It's sort of the eternal thing that we have to keep thinking about. And I wanted to also add on the mental health front, like I think Catalyst has done a really good job of reinforcing that. I know I would have no hesitation, like if I messaged you on Slack and just said, hey, I need to take a mental health day today, there'd be no questions, no hesitation, just yeah, go for it. And I wouldn't get a message all day. And that would just be something that would be encouraged even, you know, not just tolerated. And I think that that says a lot. I think I speak for everybody is that everybody is tired of doing Zoom. The number one I hate about this podcast right now is I'm looking at you. Yeah. And it also feels like Zoom. We're just on another Zoom meeting. Everybody's no doubt in my mind working more than they normally would Mm -hmm. because you're always online. So I'll be the first again. I'll reiterate this again on podcast. Hey, Catalyst team members, if you're listening and you need a day off, go take it immediately. That is why we have unlimited PTO. Mm-hmm. If you need a day to relax and just unplug, you should absolutely do it because Catalyst will move on, the world will keep spinning, but honestly, your own personal time and mental health, that's like precious commodity. I think that's a, a really good point. I wanted to go a little more into that. There's a I think a need, like a thing we all have, which is about, you know, what constitutes needing, needing a mental health day versus feeling guilty. Cause maybe you, maybe you're a bit stressed and you'd like one, but you're also like, eh, I can work and I'm home and I'm, you know, I'm in quarantine. So, you know, I might as well. I feel like that's something where people are still sort of level setting, right? It's like, how stressed do you have to be? for it to be something where you're gonna feel comfortable reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I just need to take the day. Yeah, well, there's no pie graph or <laughs> charts that <laughs> talks about how stressed you are. So, I mean, I'll give some examples. Like, I'll just take some guesses. If you're getting into a fight with your significant other, normal circumstances, I'm not sure. But given that it's COVID time 
and you are seeing each other every single day, yeah. no shit you guys are fighting. Definitely take a mental health day because, I mean, this is just not normal. You're not supposed to see, mm -hmm. well, for me, I'm not supposed to see my wife every single, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to speak for her. When I married yeah. her, I That's did not right. vow to spend a quarantine with her. That was not part of the vows <laughs> where we were going to see each other every day, every morning, every afternoon, every night. And we're just, like, we have nothing to talk about because we're talking all day. Our dinner is just hopefully silence. That's like, so yeah, that's an example. And this time, mm -hmm. take a mental health day. If, if your roof leaks, honestly, this is another thing that just happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago. My, my roof is leaking. All of a sudden, uh, we see this brown water coming out of our ceiling. That's like the last thing that you want during a <laughs> pandemic is you are supposed to stay at home and here you brown are having water, brown shit <laughs> water coming down from your ceiling. Oh, no. I have a newborn baby. It's falling on the baby mat. Like that's the worst. Oh, Honestly, no. I I'm not sure which is worse. Like Kevin go on a ventilator or shit water coming down where I have nowhere to go. Yeah, seriously. I <laughs> Thank I am God you were born an optimist. Oh man. So anyways, I, I this poo water is coming down and uh, wait, where was I going? With this? Oh yeah. In yeah. this time, anything happening to your apartment, anything, this is your office now. This is your home. This is your office. True. This is your restaurant. This is your, your relaxation time. This is your theme park. This is your beach. This is, if something happens to this, anything, even the slightest thing, toilet's not working, you take that time off to deal with it because the stress is amplified. Right. So That's a good point. hopefully those are good examples for, for our team and, and anyone else listening that you have to take time off and do not feel bad about it. No. And like you said before, the, the world will keep, will keep on turning, you know, things will keep going. People will survive. Yeah. I think that's really important. Okay. Let's talk more about Dylan because she's a very positive note. She's probably my favorite. I mean, I love, I like going on zoom with you, but I love when Dylan is either on the call or in like the Jolly Jumper or something like next to the call. It's not by choice that she's on these calls, by the way. I mean, you're, People think that CEOs of, of tech companies get paid all, all this money and, you, and everyone's Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm in a small New York City apartment and, and my wife is taking her Zoom call right next to me and baby Dylan is screaming. So I just have to optimize and thank God that she's cute because when she's jumping on Zoom calls, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, not by choice. Definitely. I've seen and heard a lot from parents who are like quarantined with, with young children now and about trying to balance like work, parenting stuff. I have some visibility into your calendar. So I know sometimes you'll just like mark off, you know, paternal day or something like that. Yeah. You know, have you found like that it's allowing you to have sort of a good balance of family time and catalyst time? I mean, talking with you beforehand, I know it's not. I know that you're cheating on some of your family time. I am. I'm cheating right now. I'm supposed to be on paternity yeah. and you schedule this podcast. So uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One thing that I will say, and I think I speak for all new fathers um, and even, you know, fathers that have older kids in this pandemic is especially for new fathers that have newborn babies like myself is the blessing is we didn't miss anything. I was with Dylan 24 seven. I never missed her first words. I never missed her first crawl. I never missed her first uh, like she's on walk yet, but her first like baby steps. I've never missed her first, like anything. And I got to be there for all of it. And I think that is something that you hear from parents all the time, working professionals, it's tough. You have to take care of your family, which means you have to go to work. And a lot of times you miss these incredibly precious moments, whether it's 
um, you know, the daycare that sees it or the nanny that sees it or your, your mother-in-law sees it, but it's never you and you have to catch it on video. So mm-hmm. I feel so blessed to be able to see all of this. And the balancing part just comes from, I have to remember, like once my time is off, I'm not messing around and I'm, I'm going to see my baby. So mm-hmm. my wife and I have a six o'clock cutoff time where, and, and I apologize to people at the company. I'm like, Hey, from six to eight, I'm not going to answer your Slack. So you're going to get Slack from me from nine to midnight because that's the time where I can respond, but you're not required to reply to me. But for me, six to eight, that's my time with Dylan. And I'm not going to break that because it's critically important that I continue to see what's going on and help her develop. And I think that ties in really nicely. I mean, your comments back to uh, what you're saying about just appreciating time and thinking about how we're always working against time, right? It's one thing we have been given with all of this has been more time with loved ones, right? Like I never thought that my partner and I would have this much time together all day, every day. Like there was a long period of time where, you know, I'd be working nine to five, he'd be working 12 to eight. And then it's like, by the time we get to spend some time together, we have like an hour before I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah. Just remembering back to that, it really makes me still appreciate the fact that we get so much time together now, despite, yeah, of course you're, you know, you have to be extra on top of all the chores and you have to do all that kind of stuff, make sure you're still being a good person to live with, but it's definitely something to appreciate. My wife, Leslie, said to me a couple weeks ago, she said, honestly, if on a Friday night you want to go to the room and just watch Netflix and don't talk to me, I would welcome (laughs) that because I want to watch my own shows. And (laughs) let's just pretend we are in two different places just to just have some space. And I think that's okay. Like you got to give each other space because nobody can be in the same room and let alone basically the same cubicle if you live in New York City. We don't have backyards or anything. So we're, we're literally on top of each other and, and you gotta make that an okay part of your process, so. And we all have shows that, we, uh, that we're not allowed to watch apart. Oh yeah. But that, you know, they have to watch together and then shows that we wanna watch but the other can't tolerate. So. I'm gonna make that complaint right now that she, she, she watches shows without me all the time and then I, I'm watching it like <laughs> on the side as I'm working, I'm like, Leslie, this is a good show. And she's like, oh, did you want to watch it together? She's on season three already. So uh, yeah, exactly. But the punishment is I, she's going to have to rewatch it with me. So yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Fair enough. Well, I mean, we're, we're coming towards the end of our of our time. And I'm excited to give your give you back to your family for, for some time there. But while I'm excited to be doing this podcast for Catalyst, I'm also hoping I can get a lot of free stuff like a Peloton, Helix mattress, you know, get some really good sponsors in here. So if you were hosting and you could get, you know, sponsored by any product, what would you want your sponsor to be? Oh my gosh. You know what I would, I would like to get sponsored by is a, what's the Uber, the helicopter that just flies you around. I would love to just fly around so I can just take off my mask and get some fresh air in, in, in above space. That's what I would like right now. So that's going to be your like third room in your apartment. That's right. So Leslie can watch your show and then you'll go up in the helicopter. You'll watch your show up there. That's right. And then now now you're talking. A show, show in the air. That's all you can ask for right now. What would yours be? You, you, got, you put me on a spot. I'm going to put you on a spot real quick. I mean... I know you and I are both big tequila fans. Oh, so if we can get Patron, that's I would right. actually be pretty happy if we could. And I think that'd be a good like podcast thing as well, because then you can each share some Patron 
before and after you record. You said we would be drinking uh, on this one, but you scheduled us in the middle of the day, so on, <laughs> on a Thursday. So you're okay, okay. But but my first day at Catalyst, it wasn't even my first day. You invited me to the Series B announcement the week before my first day, and it was my first Zoom call with the whole company. Within like five minutes, everyone's like, "Okay, who's getting shots?" Whoa! whoa. So like An Anthony, my partner's watching me from across <laughs> the room as I go to the cupboard and pull out my tequila and join like thirty other people at the company as we celebrate and ring in the the Series B funding with a with a shot. Fair enough, but we did get money that day. But I want to say, oh, it was, it was great. I loved it. I'm not complaining. We are against drinking at work. I just want to be very clear on that. Maybe we should just edit this whole section out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Well, and it was a lot of lot of fun recording. I think we I think we came across at least you know semi professional. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> uh, that that's our brand, right? We're just going for semi professional. We we can. are professional, authentic, and transparent, and good hearted. That's how I would describe the the folks at Catalyst. So I, I think we accomplished that on this podcast. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ed. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We'll talk again soon. I'll see you on Slack probably in a good five minutes or so. All right, Ben. Get, get back to work. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a review and share this podcast with a friend or two, or 10. If you want to learn more about Catalyst, visit Catalyst.io. Until next week, I'm Ben Wynn, and this was NPS I Love You. P.S. I love you. <laughs>